Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday. Welcome, listeners and friends, and welcome, Chris. How are you today, man? Doing really good today. It's good so to hear. Friday. And, it is a uh, Friday. Well, it kind of is every Friday when we do <laughs> Fox it Friday. Is, it's Friday every Friday when we yeah, do the show. Every Friday. Thank you. <laughs> All day long. All day long. All damn day. So, yeah, exactly. So, welcome to the edge of the weekend. Uh, we are the Cosmic Eye Show, and of course, this is the Emmett Fox Friday show that we do each week, where we are working through Emmett Fox's Find and Use Your Inner Power. We actually had a request from one of our fine listeners. Thank you so much for uh, requesting this particular section she wanted to hear. Uh, it's more fun to be intelligent, uh, which is on page 69 of Find and Use Your Inner Power, so we're going to go through that today. Uh, thank you again for all of our supporters who are listening and sharing us and uh, supporting us financially. We appreciate it. And you can check us out at CosmicEye.org uh, or ChrisSheridan.com. And if you'd like to donate to us, we are at Anchor.fm slash CosmicEye. It's more fun to be intelligent, Chris. So let's it jump is. into this. It really is. So I'm going to start. Ignorance is bliss, but... <laughs> but, but intelligence is just so much more fun. <laughs> it's just a ball so all right so i'm gonna start and you're gonna you're gonna head up afterwards so it is your duty to god to run your life on intelligent lines god gives us all as much intelligence as we can possibly need but unfortunately in most cases we use very little of it we apply our intelligence only here and there in our lives instead of applying it at every point ask yourself today if you are really conducting your life intelligently are you eating and drinking intelligently? Do you select your reading intelligently? Do you spend your money intelligently? Do you use the power of the word intelligently by speaking only the positive and constructive things you wish to demonstrate? Do you think intelligently? Do you consider intelligently the things you hear or do you just accept them uncritically? Above all, do you bring intelligence to bear on the religion which you profess and judge it by that standard alone. Do you really exercise intelligence in carrying out your daily work, whatever it may be? Do you seek to approach each new problem as it arises with intelligence instead of mere emotion? Have you intelligent plans for the future? Do you know what you would really like to do or to be? And if not, wouldn't it be only intelligent to go to work and find out and then draw up an intelligent plan for gaining your desire. What the world most needs today is more intelligence. There's plenty of good feeling and goodwill, but because people will not use enough intelligence, mankind everywhere is in difficulties. The real solution for world problems is for the mass of the people in every country to apply intelligence, setting aside prejudice and blind tradition to political and economic problems. And when this is done, a solution will surely be found. Meanwhile, each one of us can do this independently in his own life. Your intelligence is the light of God in your soul. Do not muddle, do not drift, use your intelligence. It is more fun to be intelligent. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, it's an interesting thing, first of all, that, uh, that he, that he says here, and this obviously we can see that this book is, is written at a different time. There's plenty of good feeling and goodwill 
I don't know that we even have a plenty of good feeling and goodwill floating around out there right now. I think people have goodwill and good feeling in their hearts, but I don't know if we're expressing it as much as we we could be. So maybe throw some good feeling and goodwill into your intelligence as well, and that'll probably help us out. Um, there's a lot to chew on in this one. It's interesting, and it's kind of a it's a difficult one because he's asking so many questions. He's giving really a lot of good answers most of it really is summed up in that last uh that last little paragraph that you read i'll read it again because i really like this your intelligence is the light of god in your soul do not muddle do not drift use your intelligence it's more fun to be intelligent so i mean really he's getting at this intelligence sometimes i think we think of intelligence as something we've you know we've gotten from school or something we've gotten from books or life experiences and so on but what he's really talking about is that natural intelligence that intelligence that comes from within that divine intelligence um the light of god that's in your soul and that sometimes can be a different thing than the ego intelligence that we're so used to leaning on the thinking function in in in, in Jungian terms uh, in some ways uh, that we're so heavily dependent on, you know, that's so closely associated with our desires, our ego, our sort of rational thinking and a very sort of scientific materialist viewpoint, that kind of thing, right? Which is not that it's, that's not useful, but the intelligence that he's talking about is something quite different, isn't it? It's the light of God in your soul, which is something illuminating, you know, it's something that uh, goes beyond really uh, the mere, you know, ego or the mere kind of um, conglomeration of facts that we might have in our heads to something deeper, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's when we first, uh, you know, started going over this. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a little concerned because, yes, I can think of intelligence just being the intellect alone, like the head mind, mm -hmm. you know, without the heart or the intuition or the soul mm -hmm. or things like that. That's why with, you know, and all this stuff is very... Uh, important to you know define terms and see how things are being used sometimes the context uh, can shape uh, the way a, what is usually a fam what might be a familiar word yeah um, might be used in a particular way and i think he he definitely clarifies that it's more of like a philosophic mind what i'm getting out of out of this mm, yeah but it's not just logic it's not just you know scientific hard facts Mm -hmm. um, you're you're bringing in you know your intuition. You're uh, going over things. You're thinking them through. You're not just reacting emotionally or in a familiar way. Um, we can get locked into habits of thought. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that never works. I've seen that before. Sure. Um, exactly. Or oh, this is always what you got to do. It, it's better to buy a car than it is to lease because then you have an asset and you know maybe there was a time when that was true and, and now i think 80 percent of cars sold in america now are are leased mm. uh, they're not purchased you know lease of new cars mm -hmm. uh, so that paradigm changes so some of the old ways of thinking if they've become habitual or just your quick go-to response uh, that's not really being intelligent you have to ask am i different is the world different Sure. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's different about this situation? What's the context? Uh, and well, is that's really true. Yeah, exactly. And that implies looking at your own values. Like you're saying, it's there's a philosophical content to the to the thought 
because what you have to say, you have to assign values to things and you have to make judgments on what you find more valuable or less valuable, you know? And then when you ask those questions, like, are you eating and drinking intelligently? What exactly does that mean? Do you select your reading intelligently? What exactly does that mean? So that's by values, you know? And I think what he means is do you, for example, do you select your, your reading intelligently? Is it constructive? Is it positive? Is it helping you to move forward for yourself from, you know, negativity, prejudices, uh, unclear thinking, et cetera. But again, that, you know, you've got to weigh out those values that are important to you and then select things according to those values uh, that you have. So, you know, it would, and, and also just like you said, you've also got to look at conditions the way they are today and not based on how things were, you know, 40 years ago or how things were a hundred years ago or something like that. But really, like, where are we today? And are these ways that we're solving our problems in our lives and collect, you know, individually and collectively? Are those things, uh, those methods of solving problems still appropriate? Do they still apply? You know, are they still valid anymore? And, you know, if you have to ask yourself those kinds of kinds of hard questions. And then if you start coming up with answers that are like, mm, I don't know, or no, it doesn't look like it. Or, you know, you look at, for example, some of the economic decisions that we make and so on, you know, it's societally speaking. And we look at, you know, and it seems like we're operating as, as if it were 17, you know, 80, as opposed to 2020. You know, it's like there was, you know, 13 million people on this continent instead of, you know, 350 or 370 million people or whatever it is today. And so, you know, you've got to look at you've got to look at your paradigm, you know, of the of the day, the sort of zeitgeist of life. And you've got to also look at your own values to make intelligent decisions, right? Well, right. I mean, we can just look at our own histories. I mean, it's Friday. There was a time, you know, maybe 35 years ago when I'd probably be just about waking up right now in the afternoon, uh, <laughs> getting getting ready for another night of you know, out on the town or, you know, playing rock and roll and, uh, you know, up till dawn. Um, I valued that highly. And I'm, I guess I'm glad I did in my early twenties because it's a good time to do it. Yeah. And I don't have to look back and I don't have to try to do it now. Good gosh, there's no way I'd be able to keep up. Good Lord. Uh, And it's not even the right time. You know, I don't even think, you know, society and socially, it's not the eighties, you know? No, exactly. So it's not even possible. I was going to have to look back and go, oh, my God, that's, it's hard to imagine I did that. But I then did that then when the world was at that A time. different place, exactly. And your values were in a different place. You wanted a certain lifestyle and you wanted to be playing music and you valued, you know, partying and being on stage. And, you know, and those things are not bad. But you need to know what you're valuing and you need to make choices based on that. Right. And what's appropriate for somebody that's in his 20s uh, may not be appropriate for 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 someone who's past 40 or whatever. So it's like, you know, we look at those things and we make our decisions, you know, based on where we are. And that's one of these things where you have to use intelligence to be able to evaluate the systems of evaluation, as it were, you know, the sort of meta meta programs of of what we're looking at and and that kind of a macro view of things you know and say to ourselves okay well you know are these these systems i'm living by and these beliefs and these philosophical sort of ideas are they appropriate for me today 
you know, how I want to live and how I want to live in the future. And, you know, with the current state of the earth and ecological situations, the economy and, you know, political situations and social situations, you know, what, what, is, what is, what do, you know, what do those things mean to, to my values now and where I see, you know, myself heading and my family heading in the future, things like that. And you ask those questions of yourself very philosophically very intelligently and they're tough and that's why he asks you these these kinds of questions that's why this chapter is such a great thing i encourage people to go back and you know try to listen to it again and really instead of just thinking about these things sort of superficially or hypothetically you know maybe go through and stop and and kind of write down some of your responses to these questions because you might be surprised at what you find out about yourself you know because so often, right, we ask these questions of ourselves and we've got our standard pat answer, just like you said. It's like, oh, it's just the way we do it. That's business as usual. And then you're like, why is it like that, though? Is it working? Do I want it like this? Does it seem fair? And you start saying, well, no, no, no. And then you're like, OK, well, what would be better? Then you can open up a new vista of possibility because you're not hampered by the old values that seem to be keeping you down. Like, like, Oh, I, I have to go to, you know, I have to go to college and I have to get this kind of degree and I have to get this sort of job. And then I have to buy this sort of split level home in the suburbs. And then I have to, you know, have a, a lawn of this intensity of greenness. And I have to, you know, and most people don't live like that anymore. You know, we're a lot less rigid, but we still have those kinds of rigid things that drive us. And they may or may not be appropriate for the stage we're at in life or for the conditions around the world that we find ourselves in at any given moment. And that's when you got to reevaluate things, right? Well, that's that, you know, reevaluation. And uh, what I hear a lot, uh, maybe this has always been happening, but I'm more sensitive to it now, mm -hmm. are people looking for answers. What's the answer? What's the answer? Sure. What's the answer to this? Yeah, uh, it's good to look for solution. Obviously, when there there are problems, uh, when there's difficulties, you want to try to find uh, an easier, better way. But like this chapter, just the way this chapter is, is formulated with all these questions, that is a sign of intelligence is to ask questions. Maybe we need to be asking better questions. Yeah. Um, and then it's those questions uh, for which we would seek the answer. Uh, not just, well, how do we fix this? Oh, well, I have a, a cough. Well, okay, well, what cough drop do I take? Well, I don't know. Maybe you need to, you know, do some breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you're coughing because your breathing's shallow uh, or you're not getting enough aerobic exercises or something. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of look for this, this quick answer. Sure. Um, and, you know, to, to ask questions doesn't necessarily mean to second guess yourself or to doubt everything, um, but to ask intelligence uh, or intelligent questions, ask them intelligently. Yeah. You know, is this true? Does this really fit my lifestyle now? Um, you're talking about paradigm and scales of, you know, success or affluence. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be, you know, kind of universally held in, in this culture that, you know, a college education and home ownership were marks of not only affluence or pro progressive, you know, economic uh, status, um, but really the, they were tied in with the American dream. Like this mm -hmm. is the American dream. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I think there is an American dream. There's a universal dream. There's, you know, I think a lot of us around the world want the 
in many ways, we want the same thing. We want peace and security and health for our families and, um, you know, the opportunities to explore and express ourselves. Um, but maybe a four-year college degree isn't what it used to be. Now you can spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars uh, getting a degree that may or may not uh, get you a job, but it'll certainly get you in debt. Um, you know, home well, ownership and car yeah. ownership may not be, be the thing. It's not to say that, that those things don't work, but there might mm-hmm. be a different form yeah, of exactly. education, exactly. Uh, a different type of, you know, maybe a trade degree or a hybrid um, sure. And, yeah. Uh, that, or maybe, you know, just getting you know, credentialed instead mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily degreed. And there's always going to be room for that. And I think that's it's always an important thing. Sure. Um, sure. But, well, but a, it, may, it may not be what it used to be. Yeah, no, it's something it's something to think about. And, and, and also how you go about getting that. I mean, there may be ways of going about getting that degree without any without any debt. So you just, you know, you've got to explore that if, if, if in fact that is one of your goals, you know, to achieve that. Cause I mean, there is something to, to finishing a degree and to, to getting through that process, even if you don't specifically, you know, use it for your, for your career. But, but I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. There's other ways to do things anymore. And you have to think about the utility of what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, if, for example, you're going to school and you're going to get a college degree, uh, to try to get a job, it's kind of a minimum barrier of entry to, to a lot of office jobs anymore is having at least a bachelor's degree. So it may, it may or may not be necessary, you know, in every job, but, but so, so, but, but it certainly isn't a guarantee that you're going to get a job. I think what you were saying, like looking at things like trade schools and apprenticeship programs and more hands-on, you know, sort of, learning experiences or if you're interested in you know gardening or farming you know you go and work on a on on a farm doing you know doing an internship there and learning that craft or learning how to do you know something like sewing or you know i think these these things and you know plumbing roofing you know construction cabinetry you know these things these more hands-on things i think are going to have a lot more value in the future especially in terms of of um you know jobs per se or being of value you know being someone who 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 is needed you know because you know anybody now can pick up a computer and you know type off a few emails or do a little bit of customer service or something and it's not to denigrate that those kinds of jobs i mean i've done those jobs many many years and they're they're not easy but but, you know, having a craft or a skill or something that, that really makes you stand out, especially almost, I think, anymore if it's physical and it's not as related to computing. If you're going to do computer stuff, I mean, learn how to, you know, program, learn how to do IT stuff, learn how to do something that's more, you know, specialized, I think, than, than just having this kind of general general education. I think that's, I think that's all important. But, you know, but what you're saying is, is right. There's many different ways to accomplish accomplish things and like home ownership for example we've talked about this several times on the show so you have to look at what that means so is it is it you know is it being in debt and you know and and owning a home that you probably will never pay off because you're on some kind of crazy you know 30-year mortgage that you know you're never possibly going to pay off because it's got all these crazy balloon payments and all this nonsense in it because you only put one percent down all this or, or, you know, is, is, I mean, is that the dream or is it to have a, something that you own that's, you know, that's your own or that, you know, you, you own in common with other people because you want to have that, you know, that land and that, that stability of owning something, you know, there might be other ways of achieving that. 
So you have to look at the goal and the purpose as opposed to the, the sort of um, the hand-me-down idea of what you, I'm supposed to do. You know, because it might be something that's really important for you to own something, but you're like, well, I don't have any money. How do I do that? You know, and then the, you know, then the answer is, oh, you got to get creative and think about stuff. How maybe you can rent to own. Maybe you can get together with your friends and put together a down payment together and buy something in common. Um, you know, maybe you can, you know, rent some land that you can farm on for a while or rent some land and you can put up your tiny home on it. And, you know, once you don't want to rent that or you save up enough money, you can go buy your own land and take your tiny home over there. I mean, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You think outside of the box in essence and you think about the purpose of what you're trying to achieve and you think about working in creative ways with, with, life as it is right now that's you know part of being intelligent is being in the moment and recognizing where you are and what is challenging but also what the opportunities are uh, in any given moment right it's like there's always opportunities there's always chances to do things there's always chance to make things happen but you have to know what you want and what you're trying to achieve and he, you know, he doesn't even say that he's like do not muddle do not drift you know, muddling is, I think, getting in the way of God's, you know, light and intelligence. And then do not drift is like, you have to have purpose. Part of intelligence is having the purpose and using your intelligence to accomplish things that you want to achieve, not just being an academic and being able to critique things, but being able to accomplish and solve problems and help your family live a better life and express yourself more authentically and live more holistically with other people and with less strife and so you know help society be part of the solution and not part of the problem intelligence helps you to do that right well it does and and going back to the title it's more fun to be intelligent and you know intelligent is a very uh, active word uh, you have to be involved you have to, again, ask these questions. You have to think things through. Uh, and this muddling or, you know, slipping back or drifting, uh, you know, we can just go back to habits of thought uh, and beliefs and, oh, yeah, this is that. Oh, okay, well, this is what you need to do. And, well, I don't want to do that um, without thinking. It's a, it's a lazy person's way through life if you just kind of rely on what's already there and what's already in front of you, um, what's been in the past, a lot of this is past stuff. Mm -hmm. Intelligence is looking in the immediate and looking forward. You, and also bringing from the past, you know, you well, need bring to bring in, yeah, of, the stuff that works, right? Yeah. And question mm -hmm. the things that may or may not work and develop something new, um, or, or just a modified version. It may mm -hmm. not be, you know, 100% completely new, but it might be a, a, just a new way or a new attitude uh, of approaching something uh, that can that is an intelligent, active. It's a very active process. Yeah. And it takes a little work. It takes some responsibility. It takes some time. Um, but but you know maybe therein lies the fun. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's discovery and, you know, we, everyone loves mysteries and, and finding, oh, you know, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and, and, and what a, an attitude to even you know, bring to this fun. Oh, yeah, right. Let's have some fun in finding out 
you know, what's maybe the best way for me to go? Or like he even said, if you don't know what your purpose is, or if you don't know what your plan is, or you don't have a vision of, of who and what you want to be, uh, then have that be your purpose. Have that be the fun. Mm-hmm. Intelligently look at, you know, what do I like? What do I don't like? What have I done? What I what have I not done that I want to explore? And, and you know, through this, it's a very you know, involved process mm-hmm. and bring to bear, you know, everything that you have and learn new things, you know, pick up some new, new ideas, new ways of thinking. And then you can approach the everyday problems or the large problems uh, with a much you know, different attitude than yeah. if you were just relying on, on what you already knew or what you already believe. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, and, and I think uh, that's, that's the, that's one of the, that's one of the challenges, but you know, that's one of the exciting things about being in the middle of, of some turmoil and, you know, difficulties and crises and so on. It's like they do, the, the, you know, they are scary and they do cause us anxiety and so on. But if we can move past that and be, you know, and embrace the moment, there are oftentimes opportunities in the midst of all these challenges that we're facing that were, you know, we never had thought of before because we just were not forced to think as creatively before. You know, and things can change in dramatic and drastic ways. Um, for the positive, if you can hang on to your intelligence, your positivity and your clarity, you know, for, for a better future and, you know, kind of keep moving forward. And I think that that's one of the challenges is that it's like whenever, you know, there's an economic upheaval, like for example, in 2008, when, you know, a lot of people lost their homes, particularly here in Las Vegas, like something like you know, I don't know, 50 or 60% of these houses, I think, were underwater at a period of time, like the highest, you know, rate of foreclosures in the state or in the country and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you would have picked up real estate in 2008, you could have bought something for twenty-five, $30,000. It's worth like $150,000, $200,000 now. And so, you know, oftentimes we don't see those those opportunities because we're too fearful in the moment of making those changes. And I, you know, I'm not advocating real estate speculation by any means, but the point is, is that there's opportunities in any given moment, in any given circumstance for doing something different and for, for being proactive and for using your mind and heart and soul to create a better world. And we are in one of those times where I really encourage people to like look inside and dig down deep because it's difficult right now to have that positivity and that vision and that click, you know, that kind of clarity, or at least even some hope that things can get better because it's like, well, how is that going to happen? This is going on and that's going on. And these other things are going on. It's like, this is where you have to use intelligence. You have to visualize and see a better future, see what you want to live like, see how you'd like to see your neighbors, see how you'd like to see your community and begin to start to build that in your own mind first and then come up with some creative ideas. Ask yourself questions about how you can do things. And think about serving other people. How can I serve other people? How can I share? How can I get along better with others and work cooperatively? These are questions we're going to increasingly have to ask ourselves if we want to move forward in the future on this very small planet with a lot of people struggling for you know, a small amount of resources. So we have to be much more much more cooperative and much more efficient in the way that we do things, which means, again, 
opportunities for people who can figure out how to do those things better. And there are people who are doing this. You know, in the agricultural world, I could say, I could go on and on about this, but the permaculture people fascinate me and I dig the work that they're doing. The regenerative agriculture people are amazing people that are doing stuff in sustainable energy and alternative energy. A lot of these conservation movements and a lot of, there's a lot of exciting things going on. You have to open up your mind to see them though. And these are the times when changes actually happen because there's oftentimes no alternatives. You know, the old way just is not working out. It's, you know, the, the old car is busted and, you know, we got to figure out a way to get around still. So what are we going to do? You know what I mean? And so if you can keep your head and be focused and creative and, you know, go back to that light of God intelligence in yourself, you know, that light of God in your soul and lean on that, it'll, you know, it'll provide the answers that you need. Uh, so just, you know, take heart. Things will get better and keep your mind focused on that. Do you have anything else to add to that? I think we're about the end of this one. Well, uh, a specific example I saw on the news yesterday mm -hmm. uh, in Los Angeles, a um, woman had just opened up a dance studio uh, kind of for kids, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, two weeks before the shutdown in April. Jeez. Wow. And, uh, and I don't think they even had, you know, she'd hired dance instructors and, you know, everything was was ready to go and they never really opened mm -hmm. uh, so she's been struggling uh to i don't know what just get by for the last few months but now that schools probably aren't going to open somehow she got the idea uh, that she could use the dance studio and she blocked it all off into separate you know semi-cubicles uh, because parents are still having to go to work and when school starts up the kids, you know, if they have to study at home or online on the computer, uh, they can't just be left at home by themselves. Mm -hmm. So what this is is sort of like a hybrid daycare uh, student like module. Interesting. Uh, where you drop your kid off for eight mm -hmm. hours instead of going to school, they're going to be in a dance studio. Yep. And there are tables, you know, very specifically spaced. And, you know, there's Wi-Fi and, you know, you can bring your laptop or they have, you know, iPads or something for, for kids to use. And then the dance instructors, since they are already used to working with kids, uh, they can help the kids on the computer with things and they'll wear masks and, and everything. But it was, it solved a problem like on three levels, A, yeah. what to do with her dance studio and the employees, B, what are parents going to do with their kids, you know, and C, how are the kids going to learn uh, just go. with unstructured? So it, it solved a lot, but it was outside of the box thinking. It wasn't, how do I get my dance studio going? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do I use this space mm -hmm. that I had mm -hmm. made for a dance studio and my instructors? How can I use that and maybe fill a gap or solve a problem that, that, that there probably won't be any dancing going on? Yeah. Um, but kids are going to get educated. Parents are going to go to work and her dance studio is going to be something else now, but, but she'll be able to make rent. So there are solutions, but you have to go outside and that's where intelligence comes in. If you just there rely you on what's already there or what you wanted um, or what you wished it could have been, yeah, you're missing all these opportunities. Like the you're opportunities. Talking about. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to let go of what you, 
wanted to have happen or what you wished would occur if or if only this person were elected then things will be better those kinds of utopian ideals and you're looking at life as it is the resources that i have the problems that there are and how can i adapt and be creative and use my intelligence in a fun and creative way use my intelligence you know adapted to the new situation at hand not what i wish things were or how things were 10 months ago or 10 years ago um, but being ad- adaptive and or being adapting to a situation and, and, you know, moving forward with it. That's a fantastic example. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So it is more fun to be intelligent. So let's do that and stay focused and stay positive. And like Chris said, you know, try to, you know, try, if it's the, you know, it's the old way they used to say it, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Right. So it's like there's plenty of lemons flying around right now. Let's figure out good ways to make lemonade with that and move forward in a constructive way. So. Thank you for listening to us today on the uh, Emmett Fox Friday Show. Please join us on Sunday for our longer version of the show that we do. Uh, We're here each week, and you can check us out at CosmicEye.org or at ChrisSheridan.com. My book is If You Can Worry It, You Can Meditate. Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky. Both of those are available on Amazon or on our websites. Uh, Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Stay creative. Stay intelligent. Stay positive. We will get through this. Uh, Goodbye, and God bless.